0: He wants a connection to the king because he's willing to be Mavatl himself in order to have that connection to the king and that connection to kedusha, And that's what's necessary in order to connect to the king and he's willing to do that. Whereas the umay sa'elam are not interested in that bitl. That was what the Rabbi told us in Dawud. In Hay, the Rebbe told us that in order to explain the meaning of Mishah. That in the Medrash it says, what's the reason the peacock picks the king? Is the king doesn't change, whereas the ministers change. In that context, at the beginning of the paragraph, the first, the first page of the of Eus Hei, so the Rabbi explains that that means that the the pikach, the Peacock is the one who is willing, who wants a a a level of shefa, a level of bracha, a level of goodness that is real. And lasting, and for that he's willing to wait because ultimately that level of baruch is something he'll receive only after sefer birurim, after all of the rectifications are done, etc., etc. The rabbi says, "What does that mean? That means he'll get that in elam haba. He can get that in elam haba, but he won't get it in elam haza. So, but he's willing to wait because he wants a connection to the king, right? And the rabbi then dismissed that completely and said that the to such a, that answer is such a, an answer that's clearly not." true, that uh, the, the, as we mentioned yesterday, the mashpiyim the who have explained this mimer since it, it uh, was said, it was said 50 years ago, but it was printed as an edited mimer 30 years ago, 31 years ago, since then it's been taught many, many times, and the people who have taught it have all asked the question, why in the world would they even bring up that a priori assumption, because it seems so obvious that that can't be the answer, why, because if that's the case... Then the pikeach wants exactly like everybody else. He's interested in what he gets from this relationship with the king, except he's willing to wait for that which he gets, as opposed to the everybody else wants their immediate gratification, and that can't possibly be what what uh, what differentiates between the pikeach and and the uh, and everybody else. So the, the, the answer that the rabbi gives at the end of Ois hey, is what does it mean? The king cha- doesn't change, but the ministers do change. The king is Emes, and Emes is everlasting. Whereas these other levels of reality, by virtue of the fact that they're not eternal, means that even now their existence is not true something that comes from a state of, of klipa is not connected to truth and the the, the pekach wants the truth he wants to be connected to the king because the king represents truth how does he know? because the king lasts forever right? I mean the ideas of the king, the reality of the king is real it's is the language of the Rebbe that was hey involved the Rebbe said but there's a problem with this understanding also what's our problem? This is all coming from the sechel, This is what we saw yesterday. This is all coming from the sechel of the, of the pikach. And the Pesach says what? That whole medrash of the king coming into the city with his entourage. And the smart one goes to the king. And everybody else goes to the ministers. Right? That whole medrash is explaining a Pesach. And the Pesach is chelki havaya amdra nafshi. My portion is havaya, my soul says. Right, so if it's coming only from seichel, from intellect, and when we said intellect, we know we meant the intellect of the nefesh of Bahamis, human intellect, right? Not, I mean, not the, not even the intellect of the nefesh Elokes. If it's coming from intellect, it's not a function of the nefesh; it's a function of my own mitsiyus, my own existence, which has come to the proper conclusion. But it's still limited to the extent that it's me. And what did we say about Seichel yesterday that was so fascinating? What is the nature of Seichel? Seichel wants what's tevli, what's good for me. Because Seichel is a yesh. Seichel is a state of, of existent being. So my Seichel will want what's good for me. Right? Now, my, that, that can, there's two different levels of that, right? We talked about that yesterday. Because there's two different levels of Seichel, of the animal soul. There's the Seichel of the animal soul, the intellect of the animal soul. That is what we call the intellect of the me of the animal soul, and that's what animals have. The animal's ability to make decisions as to what's good for it. Right? Animals have some level of intellect, but they obviously don't have the intellect we have because they can't do mathematics or, or, or make motor cars. Right? Okay. So that level of intellect obviously they don't have, but they have some level of intellect to the extent that they can make decisions as to what's a reasonable thing to connect to. Intellect, emotions are all about connecting. Right animals are all emotion right but that emotion of the, ant- of the animal has to connect to something the animal has to have some a relationship with something which is what emotions are about We're going to be starting a reading on page Kuf Dalit, but we're doing a review of the last three ayeses, the, the yesterday specifically. Seichel, so Seichel is limited to the extent that Seichel naturally wants that which is good for me. Again, the two different levels of Seichel: the level of Seichel of the Midas, of the emotional attributes of the animal soul. How do we know there's intellect of the of the of the emotions? Animals have intellect, but it's not intellect that you and I have. That's Truly called human intellect, it's the intellect of the emotions. right? What's that? The ability to understand what's good for me and what I should connect to. Right? But that's rather unsophisticated in the animal. You and I have a higher level of intellect called human intellect, which is also intellect of the animal soul. Right? But it's not the intellect of the does of the animal soul, it's not the intellect of the emotions such that psukim all over say, lave yavin, the heart understands. How can a heart understand? Because mides have intellect and can understand things, right? Again, not mathematics, but definitely an, an animal thinks, right? But again, that's not in any way, shape or form what you and I would call human intellect. They can't do a math problem, they can't make a motor car, but they certainly think. Okay, and that's what level, so again, what level of intellect is that? That's the intellect of the mides, the intellect of the emotions. Then there's naked intellect, intellect itself, human intellect, which animals don't have. And even though the main difference between intellect and emotion is that emotion is all about subjective reality, and intellect is all about objective reality, the most po- powerful expression of intellect is completely, meaning if it's not completely objective, so then it's not going to be very good intellect. Two plus two is four, regardless of what I feel. It has nothing to do with me, right? And that's good intellect. Bad intellect is when I rationalize things because my emotional connection to things wants me to think that it's positive, good, etc. So therefore, so therefore, I, I will I'll rationalize that it's okay to connect to it. Okay, that's bad intellect. That's when I let my emotions, my subjective reality, cloud my intellect, cloud my objective ability to understand things. Okay, so the nature of the nature of intellect is objective by definition. That's what intellect is, right? Intellect ultimately should be a state of complete bittl. The source of intellect is chokmah in the, in spheres, and what's chokmah? Chokmah is this is this is the state of bittl. Okay, self-nullification. That being said, human intellect still, even though it's different than, than animals' intellect, human intellect still ultimately is interested in what's good for me. Even though I might be more... Um, there's a word in English that is escaping me, but that's okay. I, I, I might be more sophisticated. That wasn't the word, but that it'll, work. It'll, it'll have to do. I might be more sophisticated in those decisions I make in terms of what's good for me. I might go on a diet. Animals don't go on diets. A human can make an intellectual decision that I'm eating too much, it's not healthy, and I'm going to go on a diet, which isn't good for me. I want to eat. Of course it's good for me. I don't want to die. Now, that's a much more sophisticated understanding of what's good for me than the animal has. The dog, we know, will lead himself to death, because he's a moron. He's not a moron, he's just a dog. He's not very smart. Right? So, you can also, you know, poisoning dogs is pretty easy. Just put some food out there with arsenic in it and it'll kill every dog in the neighborhood in 10 minutes. The cat, not necessarily. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if cats will eat it. They probably won't. Right, okay. But dogs, no problem. Why? Kulay lave, that's a dog. What does kelev mean? Kulai lave. He's complete midas. That's why he's so lovable. Right, and he loves you. <laughs> Midas, right? Absolute explosion of Midas. There's people like that also. So, so that's a caliph right? So, so that, that doesn't mean the Caliph doesn't have intellect. He has intellect. Masha <coughs> Tevleh, he appreciates certain things that are good for him, even though he might make the wrong decision, because Tevleh Dre with the machine, so uh, they, you know, they're not stapled, anyway, it's a long stuff. It's a new machine, okay? So the child has an essential connection to the parent. It has to resonate in Seichel. The child has to grow up and, and come to the intellectual appreciation of the fact that a parent is a parent and treat them such, which an eight-year-old doesn't do, and a 15-year-old doesn't do, for different reasons, but neither of them do that, usually mind. Some 15-year-olds do. Right? But most don't. Why? Well, we talked about it yesterday. We don't have to go there. So 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 the 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 connection of the child to the parent is essential. The connection of the of the Kurdish Borchu and the Jewish people is an essential connection. It's not based on the fact that I came to the intellectual understanding that God's bigger than everything else and worthy of my of my devotion. That's not where it comes from. Right? So then that now that doesn't mean that it can't come from there. And as a matter of fact, sometimes at the beginning of the process of that creature called the so-called Balchuva, so it does come from there, but that's not the connection. That's not really what's happening. Right? It's just someone finding out who their parent is. Right? Okay. Now that means that the shot in the medrash can't be that the peacock, he's called a peacock, which is someone who's clever. It can't be that the peacock is choosing the king because he came to an intellectual understanding of the mylas of the king. That the king is greater than anybody else. Which he is. But that can't be the reason for his connection. Because the Medrash is explaining a Pasek that says, avaya, God is my portion. Okay, that was Vav. Now Zion. Huh? Doesn't it help, help them bring him to that connection? The intellect has to help them bring him to that point, no? It, it, that's what he said. But it's not the source of it. Intellect helps the child appreciate the parent, but it's not the source of the connection of the child to the parent. But of course intellect helps the child appreciate the parent, right? Mark Twain, right? We've quoted this Mark Twain line about 40 times and probably recently, so I'm always reticent to do it again, but I'll do it again. If someone hasn't heard it, it's worth hearing. Mark Twain said he had some of the best one-liners of anybody out there. Mark Twain said, When I was 15, I thought my father was a real jerk. When I was 20, I was amazed at what the old man had learned in five years. <laughs> right? Meaning, the 15 year old is a jerk. And so, and again, we talked about yesterday why. By definition, he has to experience this breaking away from his parents. He has to become an independent human being. So, that isn't always the, the, the calmest and simplest of procedures. Okay, because at a certain point, a child has to break away and develop his own personal experiences in life. Okay, so that's when that happens. So that can often be rather tumultuous. Okay, so the average 15-year-old, if his father says it's dark out, he'll say it's light out. Gee, the coffee's hot. No, it's cold. The kid came downstairs wanting orange juice. His father asked, do you want orange juice? No. Just the whole reason he came downstairs was to get a glass of orange juice. If his father asks him, does he want the oranges? no. Why? Because it came from his father. By definition, it's evil. It's wrong. Okay, fine. Lots of kids go through that. That's how half the Paley chuba became Paley chuba. They're rebellious. It's a good thing to be on some levels. Depends what you're Mm -hmm. rebelling against. Not your parents, but you can certainly rebel against all the idiocy of the world, because the world has all sorts of idiocy. Not any, you know, I mean, maybe there's more now than there was before. Who knows? It's, you know, look in world history. There's been a lot of idiocy, a lot of good things too, a lot of idiocy. So, so the 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 fifteen year old develops a, a, a more mature understanding as he grows older. So definitely, it resonates in Seichel, but that's not the source of it. That's what the Rebbe means. Okay, Zion yesh So he said it can't come from Seichel. So now the Rabbi, now the Rabbi the, 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 from here on, a completely new understanding of the whole mushal of the king coming into the town with his entourage, the three different types, the dukes and the the, 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 the ministers and whatever else, whatever the other, the istat Trilutin, right, these three different groups of people who are all very, very important, and all sorts of people attach themselves to these the parts of the king's entourage, and only the pikeach, only the one who's clever, goes to the king himself. All right. By virtue of the fact that the choice of the neshom, that's beyond sechu, just like the connection of a child to a parent which is beyond seichot, it's not coming from intellect, it's a deeper place in the child and the parent, nimshechesu ba' is drawn down and affects the intellect, which is why the pikeach is able to choose the king, but he's not choosing the king because of his intellectual understanding, intellect is allowing to bring that connection into his conscious reality, but the connection is superconscious, it's beyond that, like the connection of a child to a parent. ba. It's increased in it. It's feminine. So if it's, it's seichol is masculine, neshoma is feminine. So the Rabbi is talking about the neshoma. It's increased in it, the neshoma itself experiences an elevation. Ilu'i lo a greater elevation, mikmeshi mitzad atzma, as it is mitzad itself. In other words, Going to be another mussel. Going right, to be the tapper. Going to be another mussel, and here it is. <laughs> this can be understood by first understanding basider <laughs> That which is understood in the Siddur. When we say the Siddur, we means the alta Rebbe Siddur, the alta Rebbe of course wrote a, a Hasidic commentary on the Siddur and it's called the Alter Rebbe Siddur after the Alter Rebbe was asked by the Maggid to put together a Siddur with the proper Nusach for Hasidim which is what the Alter Rebbe did and he took 60 some odd Nuscharis of Tefillah and and, and and came up with the, the Nusach that's called the Nusach Ari, the Nusach of the Ari, Timizel so, so uh, w- when doing that, the Alter Rebbe also wrote a parish on the Siddur, and we, we have the Siddur, it's called Siddur Imdach, Siddur with Right. So in the Siddur, explaining the part of the Haggadah that says, Avadim ha'inu we were slaves to parah Mitzrayim. regarding the benefit, the bounty, the bracha, hanimshakesh lo'ivrei r'tzaynei, Regarding the bounty that's drawn down into the world to those people who transgress God's will, everything that comes into the world is an expression of God's will. And we said earlier the mushal was that it's as if a Kaddish Baruch is throwing it over his shoulder. Quoted Tanya, how is it that there's vitality, to negative reality in the world? That vitality comes from a Kaddish Baruch. So why in the world does a Kaddish Baruch give vitality to a, to a reality that could be? Considered evil, even though evil is something really that only people can do. There's nothing in the world that is inherently evil. Human beings can do actions that are e- evil. Only human beings are the only the only creature that can do something that's truly evil, because evil is is something against the will of a kaddish baruch Hu, and only a human can do something against the will of a kaddish baruch Hu. Animals can't. The cheetah chasing down the gazelle and Catching it and knocking it to its feet and biting its neck and dragging it under a tree is not evil. It's just lunch. It's the way it works. A human being could act in an evil way. Whether or not going, you know, I would think we'd probably agree that going out—I mean, there's worse expressions of it—but going out and shooting twenty gazelles just for fun is something that only a human would do. No one else does that. Okay. Evil exists by virtue of the fact that there's this creature with this interesting thing called seichel, intellect. That intellect we were talking about before. So as amazing as that intellect is, it's also the source of evil. But, that being said, there's all sorts of reality that a Kurdish Baruch Hu creates that is seemingly a connection or connected to evil to the extent that we're told not to have anything to do with it. So certain actions that are that, that the Avichai created the possibility of those actions. Okay, he created the possibility of eating a horse. Okay, so now for a non-Jew eating a horse is not a problem at all. For a Jew eating a horse, it destroys the world. All right. So so why did he create such a reality? How does he give vitality to that action? Why isn't it just impossible to do that? I Meaning there would be no vitality to that thing. Everything comes to the Eivishtu, so give no vitality to the possibility of that action happening. Well, that, that's exactly what a in this world is all about. We talked about it earlier in the Mimer. The fact that the Eivishtu gives vitality to that a- aspect of reality is so that when you and I choose to not connect to that reality, we're doing something real. Because the possibility of connecting to that exists. And if the possibility of connecting that didn't exist, then we're exactly like Malachi we're just like angels we're naturally connected to good but uh, you know it's, it, we'd be very impressive but no Avedo not doing anything not changing anything nothing real why? Well, how real is breathing? Right. what's real? real is overcoming the Yitzhah and doing something that God wants that's real that's like real because that Yitzhah is real so why are they able to create such a thing? because he wants your Avedo to be real that's exactly the point Okay, so up until now we said that it's like, so to speak, Kershberg was throwing that vitality over his shoulder. What was the, what was the explanation? Hitzayin a Rutzen, an external expression of rutzin. What does the Epishter really want? He wants you and I to do a Veda. He wants human beings to do things that he wants done, but he wants that to be done within the context of the possibility of it not being done. But that's external will. In order to get what he really wants, there has to be this other state of reality, this other possibility. But that's not really what he wants. That's an external expression of what he wants. He wants it to exist. Why is he able to create a a, a, a pork chop? So that you won't eat it. Right. Yaakov talked about it after Shiri He said he's had a conversation with, a, with a, a friend of his who's a cigarette smoker. And the guy said, well, if God didn't want me to enjoy tobacco, why would he create it? Right? Well, exactly that. He created something that if you're stupid enough to smoke it, it'll kill you. So don't smoke it. Right? He also created heroin, so you should use it. Something called a poppy seed, isn't there? So just become some junkie. It's there. That's great bagels, huh? what? It makes great bagels. What? Huh? <laughs> makes great what? bagels. <laughs> That's my guy. I hate poppy seeds. Really? <laughs> It makes the worst, the worst almond How to destroy your yeah, Put poppy seeds. Like it on challah. Ah, sesame seeds, what can I say? Sesame <laughs> says, a says a who? Sesame says Sesame 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 It doesn't destroy the table. Please whatever, you can do whatever you want with your poppy seeds but, but, <laughs> uh, okay so there's obviously things in the world that the to created to not have anything to do with the to created the possibility of murder don't do it <laughs> the Evershta created the possibility of a Veda don't do it he didn't create a Veda he created the possibility for human beings to do that okay but that doesn't mean you do it. You don't do it. How do you know? Well, he said don't do it. Are you going to be smarter than him? He said, here, look, all these things, don't do it. There's 365 pretty big ones, okay? There's all sorts of other ones. The Chazal came along and helped us understand that they're also not good for us, okay? are all these unhealthy things. There's all sorts of unhealthy food. Does that mean eat everything? No, there's unhealthy food. That's on a Gashmistic level. On a level, same thing there's physical arsenic and there's metaphysical arsenic We try to avoid both oh so now there's a the, 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 the Rebbe brings in 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 the Siddur a, a new muscle to help us understand the idea of the spa that comes to the Avery withs right because again this is whole my is about right the pikeah the, 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 the goes to the king he wants the He wants the connection of the king, even though that might mean he forgoes certain physical bounty. Now, that doesn't just mean he doesn't eat everything he wants. That also means he might make less gashmias. Simple pshat, if you work on Shabbos, you earn less than someone who... If you don't work on Shabbos, you earn less than someone who does work on Shabbos. Simple pshat. Are there stories otherwise? Of course there are. Simple pshat, someone someone who works seven days a week is going to earn more than someone who works six if he's running a store. Why? People who shop on Saturdays, don't they? Why are you closing your store? Because I'm not interested in making money. I'm interested in a connection to God. I'm willing to forego that barakah. Oh, okay. So how how come the Jew who opens the store on Shabbos will make money? That shouldn't be, but it is. How does that work? It would be a little obvious if there was. Um, that's one of the things we talked about this. You're right. If everyone was mm-hmm. being shown the godliness in it, they wouldn't have to really choose Shabbos. It would be. Absolutely, obvious. 100%. That's exactly what we've been talking about just now. That's exactly what we yeah. just said. open the store, nobody would come in. Maybe uh, a comes in, invites them to a meal. 100%. Well said. That's exactly. I mean, that we talked about that when we ran into that part of the Mimer uh, last week, and and it's, uh, that's exactly what was just talked about now. 100. percent That's why the to put all that stuff in the world. 100. percent Okay. So where did? But where does that? Where does that that goes down to that guy with his store open? Where does it come from? <speaking in> because <Hebrew> it's the Ratzon of a Baruch Hu. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Well, okay. How's that work? shehi rak agav. It's only consequential. Command the Shadi Basir Like we said earlier in the Maimon. Quoting Tanya. Like someone who's throwing it over his shoulder. Okay. Shehu Bedugmas. And now here's the new Moshe. Melech makes a Sudhi. Makes a grand meal. A feast. Kings only make feasts. Umishta. A feast. Bishvil Hasarim Hagdalim for the great ministers, and the important servants, and he spends a lot of money on this feast, and from the leftovers of the Suda, they don't eat everything, they also receive the people of lesser value, like the servants and the maidservants, after the the rechaim is the is the is the is the uh, you know that you grind wheat on a rechaim. After on the other side of the wheat grinder, the meal I mean, the people are working in the kitchen, people are working in the back. They also get fed. They get fed pretty well. Right? They're in the king's house. Those leftovers are pretty good leftovers. Right? So it's not McDonald's. They're not eating that. To such things that even the dogs get the bones that they're thrown. The dog in the king's house eats very well. Now, is the king serving the food for the dog? Absolutely not. The food is for the Sarim G'daylim and the Avadim chashuvim. Those two groups of people, they're sitting at the table. But, there's all sorts of bounty for the people who aren't at the table. Okay, let's see what this means. Shebetach <laughs> ha that definitely the melech did not intend lo'hoitzi bishvilam <laughs> The king is not interested in spending his money to feed the dogs or even the simple servants. That's not why he had this feast. That doesn't mean that, that they aren't provided for. That's not why he had this feast. And that, which it's, there's bounty for them, it's drawn down to them. Shiraim, the leftovers. Shagam, right? Shiraim, right? Like the, the you know, Paleish Rabbin give out Shiraim, right? The Rabbi will eat at the tish and give out from his plate to the chassidim, That's called Shiraim, the leftovers. Shel su the. And even though the shiraim of this suda, it's a lot, there's a, a tremendous amount of, uh, of bounty, they're only getting it consequently because they're not the true intention, meaning the pneumius of the king is that people sitting at the table should join him at the feast. It also happens to be that there's a lot of shefa for all sorts of other people. Right? up until now, what was our mushal? What earlier on in the Mimer? did the rabbi say about the and we brought a mushal. I hope someone wrote it down. If you didn't write it down, so we'll have to say it. I'll have to say it again. If you did write it down, then one of you can say it again. right? The Mushal for understanding the idea that the Shefa for the Evreritnya comes from Hisius amakif. It comes from the Makif. and what was our mushal for such a thing? There's two different levels of Shefa that come from above. There's really, Really, we can talk about it in, in, in terms of Shefa and Or when we talk about it. There's Or, which is, which doesn't dis- it, it distinguish where it, where it shines. Okay. And there's Shefa. Shefa is directed to a particular place. Shefa, by definition, is more limited than light. The light of Seder Ishtalshlus, that's called Shefa. The light that emanates down through Kalim that we learned about in Basilagani right, the four worlds, that level of light is a level of light that emanates downward in an orderly fashion and is fashioned specifically so that it can be expressed in a kli, in a particular vessel. And then there's a level of R that just shines. And what was our for the light shining indiscriminately? Perhaps that that the same light could shine on a field and grow beautiful plants and flowers and the same sun could shine on garbage and make it stink. God bless you. (laughs) Someone, I, you know, I get up in the morning, it's actually worth <laughs> I'm so excited. So does this So excited? Mayor, I can't tell you how excited I am. Someone actually remembered something we learned in here. I just can't tell you're you how excited I am. Yes, Shmuel. Does it mean that there's a difference in like the intensity of like a God's intervention in a Jewish sinner or a Goyish sinner? Like, if you're living this... no, nope. nope. no, I mean, no, because... You know, <coughs> the, the the possibility of the Jew to so-called sin is obviously greater, but now talking about the difference, the the way that Shefa comes down to what's called Avrei mean that what, what the, 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 the something that's an expression of only the external, the, it is an expression of the external will of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He's not really interested in that thing existing. It's existing only in order for what he truly wants to exist to to be. Meaning, you might call it a means to an end. What's he able to really want? wants a dear patakhtenim, brought about through a veda in this world, through service in this world. Therefore, there's a whole gamut of reality that has to exist in order to bring that about, even though it's similar to the, as we're going to see, the the servants who are in the back of the kitchen making things happen, but that's not really why there's a party. Why is there a party? Because of the people sitting at the table. Okay, who are the people sitting at the table? Doing what God wants. Right? Is everybody else worthless? No, right? And the mashal, so they have a choice, right? People have a choice to decide where they're going to sit at the party, but that's, that's not where we're going right now. First, we're going to see what the Rebbe says here. But, but the, 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 the mashal for the shefa is orderly downward emanation of light that comes as a result of the Aveda from below, and that's limited by definition, right? The Ur, the makif, the Rebbe said, that level of light, It'll shine on the... The sunlight will shine on the garbage just like it'll shine on the field. On the field, it's useful. On the garbage, it's just macha <laughs> right It smells. The garbage really stinks in the summer. the winter, the garbage is much easier to take in the winter than in the summer. It much smells in the summer. Okay. Fine. Same light. Okay, so that's a mushal for the godly light that pours into the world and gives indiscriminate vitality to everything. Everything gets it. Right? The worst people in the world, they get up in the morning to do more bad things. (laughs) Right? They just keep getting up. Who keeps giving them this vitality? God. They don't say Maidani. They get up and just, you know, more destruction. Genghis Khan. Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Fidel Castro. They get up in the morning and just make life miserable for people. Okay, who gets them up? Why doesn't God just off them? All right? Get rid of them. It just doesn't do that. <laughs> it's interesting. Get, they get chaius. They get chaius from Pnimius Arutzen. That's what the Irish do wants. No, the Irish doesn't want that at all. He said clearly. So, where's it coming from? It's called Hitsenius Arotsen. The external expression of the Arutzen, meaning they have to be there in order to make someone who's not that, into, not being that, into something real. Now, you know, not being Stalin or Hitler, it doesn't take a lot of work for most normal people. Okay, so. I mean, Mao was worse than all of them, right? I mean, he killed about 100 million of his own people. <laughs> Stalin only killed 20 million of his own people. I mean, he's Kleinegeld. I mean, you know, Hitler, so he's responsible for the death of millions and millions. He, you know, how many did he kill actively? Maybe 10 million wow. between the war and the concentration camps? I think it was 12. 12. Okay. So, that's pretty big, huh? Stalin's twice that. Mao's eight times that. And that right. amount, it's hard to even process it. If like you have to, like, see the, up high in the sand, and they're like, oh, if you counted all of these uh, things, it's, it's every person. I agree. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's pretty hard to fathom. But there's that level of evil in the world. We are pretty astounding, and yet the Abishter somehow allows that to exist. It's not God's fault. Everybody wants to blame God, right? Rabbi always asked, when people asked, where's God in the Holocaust? Rabbi always looks at them and says, well, I understand, why are you asking where God is? Why do not you ask where, where man is? Right? Who are you gonna believe in if you don't believe in God? Are you can believe in man? Okay, where was he? <laughs> believe in humanity? Okay. And that's that. So, what is that? Where did that get its highest? So, that's what the Rebbe is explaining here. It's really quite astounding. But the Rebbe is going so much further than just in gashmis. Kemavu Hashem Baruchas is explained there. I'm sorry. So, the dogs and everybody else gets a Val derech also in the Nimshah. In that which this mushal is coming to explain. Shashpa levir et the hashpah that comes to those people who transgress God's will, who, is only consequential. Like someone who's throwing over his shoulder. As is explained there at great length. So here the Rebbe says something very interesting. There's no k'vonah for the, for the existence of those people. What does that mean? That they're getting their vitality derech agav. Consequently, meaning there's a there is an intention for vitality to be given into in a certain realm, and that vitality is given in such a way that, so to speak, there's leftovers for something else. But it's not an expression of the kavana of the giving of vitality, because ultimately, godly vitality is good because God is good, that's what the word means in English the Rebbe starts explaining the Masha the fact that the Rebbe brings two examples that their bounty is only consequential and they're not sitting at the king's table they're not the reality for whom the king is ultimately interested in giving vitality Bringing the, the feast is for the people sitting at the table, but there's all these other people, all these other states of reality that benefit greatly from that feast and are, so to speak, necessary for the feast, right? The dog isn't so necessary, right? But You see the, you see the old paintings in like, like old paintings, uh-huh. you see like, yeah, the feeding the dog, right? Dog, yeah, yeah the dog will be, you know, I mean, anybody who had a dog usually wears the dog at dinner time next to someone's seat, right? He's yeah. like sitting there. My father, the dog used to sit next to my father. At the, my father used to feed the dog. The dog loved my father. He yeah, had good taste. He was a loving good guy. <laughs> but but uh, he, he used to sit, he, he was my dog, but he used to sit by my father at dinner time because my father was the only one allowed to feed her during dinner. He used to give her all sorts of good stuff. My mother used to cook good stuff. If it's only consequential, they're not sitting at the king's table. Who are those people? Two two different groups of people. avadim there's the servants and the maid servants. And the cloven. Right? And the dogs. Two two different groups. and there's two examples. Of of those who are sitting at the king's table. Who is that? the important minister, the the, the great ministers, and the important servants. They're also sitting at the table. Who This is consistent with Dalid Ba Nimshal. four levels in the Nimshal, meaning in those levels of people who receive bounty from the Abishta. Shadargahi tachtena the lowest level him a kolovim, they're the dogs. Sheeinim aivdim they don't serve the king. They don't serve the king. Uritseinim in their desire who sheyushbe Gashmi gashmius that that simply that they should be given physical bounty. Eid more and more. Kamei shekosuv hakolovim nefesh, as it says. Pasek in that dogs are chutzbedik le A dog does not know satisfaction, right? A dog will eat itself to death, right? If you go away for a week and leave a dog a week's worth of food, he'll eat it all in the first day and probably die, right? If you go away and leave a cat a week's full of food, the cat will eat a little bit the first day, a little bit the second day, a little bit the third day. Yes, cats are obnoxious, but they're smarter than dogs. There's a lot of obnoxious people who are smart. A lot of smart people who are obnoxious. Right? Sometimes it goes with the territory. Depends if they've been convinced that being smart is worth something. Mm-hmm. People seem to get very, very excited about all sorts of stuff which really has nothing to do with them, right? Like God gave them brains, so. God gave them looks, so. What's it got to do with them? They got lucky, they got some brains. Okay. So, it's impressive. How they use it. Just having them isn't impressive. How they use it, that's impressive. Some people use it for all the wrong purposes. They're just the most obnoxious people in the world because they're so incredibly impressed by their own intellect. All right? So they're, they're the dog here. That's the dog. That's very smart. Still a dog. Like we said earlier, what's the word kelev? When Adam Arisha named the kelev. Right, Adam Resheph went around. What's the one thing Adam Resheph did in 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 in, 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 in He named the animals. What did he name? He could see the letters of the olive base that vitalized that animal, because you know, was, so to speak, a Kaddish Baruch who spoke and brought the world into being. So, what's the mushel What are the metaphys- What's the metaphysical uh, uh, periodic table? The 27 letters of the olive base. 22 letters and 5 letters that are, you know, safest. That the last letters, the chaf and the mem and the nun, etc. So, so those letters, all of those letters are the metaphysical mil- building blocks of creation. There's chemicals in a periodic table and there's letters in a metaphysical periodic table. And Adam Arishan looked at all of the animals and said, oh, that's a chaf lamed base. oh, that's an alef resh yud, oh, that's a gimel mem lamed, okay? And what's a what's chaf lamad base base? leif. It's all heart. Now, they're lovable, but they also represent a certain level of reality. The teva adam, the nature of a person is betoldaseh, the way we were created, veteva yitziraseh, and the nature of his creation, shame. shalit that the brain can have control over the heart. A person is created with the ability to limit the expression of his emotions by virtue of his intellect. Now, children don't have that nature. That's why children's emotions are much more powerful than adult emotions. Children get extremely happy when you tell them something that they want to hear and extremely unhappy when they hear something they don't want to hear. Why? Well, they don't have a lot of seichal yet. Their intellect is is not as powerful as their emotions, so their emotional expression is very very powerful. So when you tell them, oh, you know, we have some good news, we're going away to the to the cabin next weekend, you know, ah! the kids are jumping <laughs> around and going sugar. and then you tell them, oh, I have some bad news, we have to cancel the trip, ah! and he falls on the ground and throws a temper tantrum. Okay, that's a mature response. Well, no, it's not a very immature response, but it's not an immature response if he's six. That's just a normal response if he's six. Why? Because he has no seichel yet. Okay, if you say that to an 18-year-old and he has the same response, there's something wrong with him. Why? Because he's very immature. Why is he immature? Well, because his seichel hasn't tempered his midas. Because the nature of of a human, an adult human, obviously, you know, the nature of, you know, how tall are humans? Well, you know, a man, let's say five nine is average. Well, I don't. Know, there's all these people who are this big. Okay, those are called kids. They're not, they're not there yet. When they grow up, we'll decide how how tall they are, right? Okay. So we don't, def- you know, we don't call the you know the average height of a male based on what six year olds are. That's not. That doesn't go into the statistic. How about full grown males? Okay. How 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 big is a full grown male? Pick a number, whatever it happens to be. Okay. So when you discuss what a human is, you talk about an adult human. Not that children aren't important, you should be blessed with many, many, many of them. All right? That statistic we saw yesterday, I mentioned it yesterday, that statistic about children. Doc, you weren't here, someone yeah. sent me something very interesting yesterday, uh, yesterday and I, I think I mentioned it in class. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, They did a survey in, in Eretz Israel, they did a survey, uh, people over 40. they asked them who is extremely <laughs> satisfied with life, extremely satisfied. <laughs> And it went from twenty percent up to the highest number was forty-seven percent. Forty-seven percent of extremely satisfied is pretty good. That's like, you know, okay. What what is it that was the the source of it going from a low level to a high level? Zero children, one child, two children, three children, four children, five children, six children, more than seven or more children. The number went up. The the, the seven or more children, extremely satisfied with life. Zero children, twenty percent. Extremely satisfied with life. Mind? Right. Interesting. Now, it's also what kind of people are going to have seven children, right? People who are less interested in themselves and more interested in something a little bigger than themselves, which are people who are more satisfied. People who are to themselves are all miserable because they've got seven billion people fighting each other over being interested in me. And they're not. Inter- Excuse me. I think I'm talking. Right? That they're not interested in me. those other seven billion people. So that's all I'm interested in. Okay. Nope, let's go right the the nature of a person the nature of an adult is that his intellect can control his emotion it can, not doesn't mean it does but it can, he can come to intellectual decisions as to what's proper behavior and act in accordance, even though he might have an emotional connection to something he knows it's not good for him right, the seichel, it's not good for him and he won't do it someone who's on the level of a Kelev, who on the opposite extreme. to not only shall shalit not only is he completely ruled by his emotions, whatever it is he feels connected to, he just must have and immediately and, and, and acts in accordance with that. not only is the Lev overcoming the intellect. Shukulele, there's basically no intellect. The intellect has been completely dormant because it's, we you know, whatever he wants is considered of absolute importance and the idea of thinking that there's something that he wants that maybe is not good for him and not shayach, this doesn't even exist. Okay, that's the first level. That's the kelev. What's he all about? All he wants to do is, is, is fulfill his, his desires higher than this beyond this the lower level of vodim. right now there's all the name the I talking about this in terms of serving God so there's the person who doesn't even serve the abishter all he's interested in is his own bounty now that doesn't mean that he that he won't necessarily do things that God wants if he's come to the conclusion that that's the way to get what he should what he wants it's just not it has nothing to do with the king it has to do with him that doesn't mean he's not keeping shabbos he might keep shabbos why it's good for me the kellev further than this they're the lower level servants that are on the other side of the mill so to speak they're, they're working in the kitchen that they serve the king it might be that the kelev doesn't even serve it's not, we'll, we'll see as we go through the mushroom. Right? they do serve the king it's only in terms of that which is necessary why because if they don't serve the king they're going to get whipped right? it's the opposite of what they really want and what really gives them pleasure but they do it why well, in spiritual terms they don't want to go to gehenna. So they'll serve the king. But it it's not what they it's not what it has nothing to do with what gives them pleasure. It's not what they want. They just do it because they have to. What are you going to do if you don't do it? You get smashed. Heppiger Vatainuk betainuksel. The of the befkerani a uh, 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 famous uh, uh, statement in the in the Gemara Gittin, an Eved, in a state of Havkeras, a state of ownerlessness, nichale, that's good for him. In other words, the Eved is more than happy if he doesn't have to do anything. He'll do whatever he has to do, but if he gets a day off, he's more than happy. He's not interested in serving the king. He just has to serve the king. So, uh, so if the king says you have a day off, wow, he's fantastic. And he'll go just drink beer all day. He's just so happy. Okay. So someone would say, what's a mushal for that? Tachnun. Yay, no tachnun. Baruch Hashem. Get the breakfast two minutes earlier. Get the praise God less today. Yay, Baruch Hashem. If there's tachnun, of course you say tachnun. How can you not say Tachnun? What are you, not Jewish? Because you say Tachnun every day, right? You finish davening, and then the Chazor says Shazim. <laughs> right? And then, or, or, or whatever, you know, everybody does it. And then, you know, in the morning it's like that, and in the afternoon it's like that. <laughs> okay, fine. And then, in, you, it's Monday, Monday to Thursday, you know, it's a long one. Anybody doesn't do it because we do it. Ah, what if someone all of a sudden the 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 shalir tzibur like this morning? Right, there's no tachan like yesterday mincha. Right, there's no tachan this morning. It's for shchedish. Right, so there's there's hallel etc. So so right right after a mivadar chasam yisrael but There's a slight pause because he says the words and then so right the words and then he's then what he's oh, gathered he's gathered. So it always I don't know, I feel like halal is longer. Today is a bad example. I'm not talking about today. i talking about yesterday. All right. All right? Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Halal is longer. There you go. Shmuel is a living example. Show and tell. <laughs> it's longer. Oh, okay. I do it because I have to, but I really, I, it's just what? long and it's a pain. And I, I'm like, oh I didn't say you said that. I'm just, you, you, you <laughs> want to talk in class, you're going to get used to, you know, <laughs> it'll go both ways. Should talk in class. I like people that talk in class. But uh, then we talk. Okay, right, 100%. One more line and then we'll stop. We'll just figure out these things. Tomorrow we'll see the people sitting at the table. What are they about? These are the people not sitting at the table. The two groups not sitting at the table. There's the Kelev who doesn't serve the king and all he wants is bounty. And then there's the simple Levadim who do serve the king, but the only reason they're serving the king is because they get smashed if they don't serve the king. But it's not their Ratzan and Tainuk. <speaking in Hebrew> and since their desire and their pleasure, <speaking> in <Hebrew> is in Tai is Haza, and that which they don't transgress the Ratzan of the uh, Kaddish Baruch, <speaking in Hebrew> is because of the fear of punishment. Their place is not at the king's table, because they have nothing to do with the king. They're not connecting to the king, They're connecting to themselves. Right? And even if it's not necessarily yirasaiinis, as we've seen earlier, we're going to see it might even be just you know we'll we'll see as we as we as we go through the mussel. The mussel is quite astounding. The Rebbe says at the end of this paragraph is just absolutely mind blowing. This, it's this paragraph where, you know, what Ois what Tesh was, the Atat Tetzava that everything in the whole mimer just switched from Ois so that's Ois Zion in this mimer. Everything switches here. Remember, he starts talking about what it means to really want the melech, what that means. Because right? Now there's going to be people at the table. Where are they? Who are they? Where are they? Okay. The See that tomorrow. Okay. um, Try to say hello with the Minion. All right. The Rebellion. Rebellion.